Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today is a solo episode, just Shayna and I. We want to dive into the importance of speaking your truth, the importance of being vulnerable and being authentic. It's the most important thing in the world. And according to your design, there's going to be some contingencies on how to speak (laughs) your truth when the right timing is, because we're all here to speak our truth. It's so important. Our voices, our stories matter no matter who we are. But there are different mechanics and different ways of using our voice depending on our unique design. So we want to talk about the importance of using our voice. And we want to talk about different aspects of your design that might really impact how you speak your truth in the most flowing and aligned way. Yeah. And in this time right now, we've just been observing in personal relationships and family dynamics and um, any one-on-one conversation I think maybe because of the eclipse in Libra that's affecting us for the next six months, this is just a big theme of, you know, being vulnerable and having boundaries and speaking your truth while taking accountability for your own shit and still expressing what it is that you're needing or how you're feeling. So there's kind of a fine line to walk when it comes to speaking your truth, but if you can lead with that vulnerability and that authenticity and the the um, realness of just being seen in the, I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know why I'm like this, but this is how I'm really feeling versus the facade that a lot of us put on when we're meeting new people or when we're um, you know around that difficult family member. It's just so much more healing. It it. Mm-hmm fast tracks everything. It fast tracks connection. It fast tracks healing. It fast tracks your personal growth along your path and even fast tracks you getting more aligned with your purpose and what you're here to contribute to the collective consciousness. So it's so important to speak your truth and every single type, every single design based off of the different factors in your chart, it's going to feel different for each and every one of us. So I recommend while you listen to this episode to pull up your chart. That way you can follow along and see you know, if you have any of these aspects that we're going to talk about in your chart. You might know them off the top of your head, honestly, if you made it to this far in the podcast. <laughs> um, but this is, I think, the thing that we're observing the most right now in the collective. Yeah. And before we jump in, we just want to talk about real quick, we are still having our holiday sale for our Day Luna boxes. And this is a big deal for us because once we sell out the boxes that we have, they're going to be discontinued. So if you've been waiting to get a human design box, ritual kit box for yourself or for a loved one, this is your time. And as this airs, there's only, I think, two more days of our 15% off holiday sale. So make sure that you um, get that birth detail and put your order in. And what's the the code for that? Yeah, it's HOLIDAY15LOVE, all caps. We're going to put it in the show notes below. And that's off of 
um, everything, all physical products on our site. So our essential oils, our ritual kits, any of our printed goodies, anything that you can get sent to you physically in the mail and you receive and you can give it to someone on the holidays or um, receive yourself for the holidays, that's what's on sale this this holiday season. So yeah, you can go check it out with the link below. But once they're gone, they're gone, like Dana said. And this has been yeah. such a big decision. But um, you know, maybe one day in the future, they'll return. But for right yeah. now, we just followed our authorities and this is what it's leading us to. So this last week when we had our big holiday kickoff set sale, we sold hundreds of kits. So um, they're going to be gone soon. And if you're really been called to one, now's your chance. And we're just excited to be able to offer these gifts and for you to be able to give them because it kind of goes in the same vein of everything that we do. We're just trying to create a more real world, a more authentic world, a deeper world, a world that is not one size fits all, but that truly recognizes the other. And with Shane and I being projectors, that's just our mode of operating. And we feel so passionately about spreading that. And I think with the gifts that we have that you can purchase in this holiday sale, that was part of the inspiration. It's like, I don't want to give someone a gift that doesn't mean anything to them. I don't want to give someone a gift that is just random. Like I want to give this special person in my life a special gift that tells you, I see who you are. And you know, this deeper thing, this personalized thing. So um, we're really excited for anyone who's going to give that as a holiday gift. I think it's such an amazing gift. But you know, in this holiday season, this inspiration about today's episode about speaking your truth for me, it came from you know I was talking about one of my family members with my mom, and this is a family member that's like an older male, and he's always talking about his accolades and his accomplishments. And, you know, he's really struggling in a lot of ways in life, but he'll never say that. I think because, you know, for our conditioning with men, it's like, that's a sign of weakness. And I was reflecting with my mom, who's also a projector. I was saying, you know, if he could just be more honest with himself about the things that he's struggling with, you know, I think he struggles with being lonely. I think that he struggles with not really knowing his way. If he could be more honest with that and lead with that in conversation, I think his life would change. You know, he would create more friendships. He would attract people in because that authenticity, honesty, and vulnerability is so much more attractive than this like puffy ego protective, like bragging about something or like having this inflated version of yourself to try to hide your truth. You know, we are moving away from a paradigm that where that style of communication really worked for a lot of people. Like that fake it till you make it really could get you to the top. And even if your confidence was false, it oftentimes was something that was, you know, would get you promoted in, in this world. And our world is really shifting as we shift out of that masculine paradigm, out of that mental paradigm and into this more emotional rise of the divine feminine and the union of all of the yin and yang energy in this world, things are shifting. People's perceptions are changing and we can feel when someone is being inauthentic and it's so... Um, repelling, right? The opposite of attraction, the opposite of magnetism. And so I just really wanted to share this message today because of that. And then another big inspiration for this, um, I met a friend, like a new friend recently, like a friend of a friend, and he was hanging out with everyone and he was being so like loud and making fun of people, which is one of my biggest triggers, like not in a cool way, but like just really kind of in a 
way, like being a dick. And I was just like, this guy has to go. Like he cannot hang out here. And I feel like he kind of sensed my energy. And so he came over and tried to smooth things out with me. He's like, yeah, I heard that you do human design. I was like, yeah, I do. And, you know, we sort of started talking about human design. And immediately he shifted and got real with me and was like, you know, honestly, I really struggle with loving myself. And I've done a lot of things in the past that I'm ashamed of and embarrassed of. And it's hard for me to meet new people because I just feel like I'm so unlovable. And I just wanted to stop him there in that moment. And I did. And I was like, what you're saying right now is so much more lovable than this act that you were just putting on 10 minutes ago. It's insane. Like we think that if we're honest about our vulnerabilities or about the things we're struggling with or with our shadow, that that's unlovable, but it's actually so much more lovable because it's real, because it's authentic. And then him and I could have a real conversation. And he stopped projecting, you know, that that discord within out onto other people once we can have that conversation. So these are kind of like extreme examples. I don't think anyone listening to this podcast would be in that category, but it's it's sort of it sort of exemplifies to you how things shift in a moment when we are actually actually vulnerable, when we are real with our sh- ourselves, when we put light to our shadow through our voice, through speaking our truth. Yeah. And, you know, yes, those are extreme examples, but I think that we have all seen that in the world. I mean, I've, we've just been watching uh, Squid Game, the challenge on Netflix, and there's, it's so entertaining, by Wait, the way. Is um, it like a, it's a like reality, a reality TV? Yeah, it's a reality show and they Wait. do the games and it's so intense. But is there there's no like actual violence in No, it. no, no. They just they have like these little like um like ink pads like in their shirt that like explode once they're like dead and then they like fall to the ground or whatever. Um but there's this character cuz you know they they live in these dorms and there's this guy. I mean, I don't want to say character, this real person and he you know, in all of his interviews is like, I'm confident. I love who I am. God made me who I am. And I, you know, why would I want to be anyone else? I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I agree. Like, you know, be yourself. You should want to be yourself. You should love yourself. But then it it splits really quickly into him bullying other people so aggressively and telling people to stop crying because that's a sign of weakness. And that sympathy is weakness. And um, it's just so aggressive. But you see the whole room, like 200 people really observe that and dislike this person. And it's really interesting because you can kind of like go, I got in a whole rabbit hole last night, honestly, like looking at (laughs) comments and going to Instagram and Reddit and TikTok and all the things um, because there's just so much coming out about this show and how they film it. But anyways, And on his feed and his comments, the majority of people are like, I was so glad you were gone. Like you were a bully, you're a narcissist. Like you were, you know, you were deeply insecure, but you didn't want to say that. So you're projecting that you're so secure, but we can all see right through that. And then there Mm -hmm. were some people in there that were like, you are my favorite. Like, you know what confidence really is. You're a real man. Like this is what what's dying in the world and we need more of like people who are upset like they they just are upset because they're not as confident as you and it's just once again this this mirror of how that did used to serve you yeah. and 
it is now falling away and we're seeing the majority be able to start to see through that. And I think it's because of vulnerability. I think it's because of the fact that we have so much information at our fingertips and that our consciousness is growing so quickly, our awareness is growing so quickly around what actually strength is and what it's not. And so it's just really crazy to see it in this experiment type of place, not you know condoning Squid Games because it's definitely yeah. <laughs> like a capitalistic, you know, like uh, so many people are like, we are the capital for watching this. Like it's kind of Hunger Games vibes. <laughs> um, Jeez, yeah, I know. So I'm not, I'm not condoning Squid Game, but no, yeah. What I'm, what I'm saying is like it's interesting to see how, as a collective, majority wise, we can really see the difference between insecurity and strength. And when you're afraid to be vulnerable, how you push people away, and so. These, once again, an extreme example, but there's so many smaller places that we all do this, right? Like pretending to be professional when you're uncomfortable with a situation at work and sucking it up or pretending to be the cool friend who like nothing bothers you, but really your feelings are hurt. And now it builds for years. And then you have this big blow up of like, you guys always treat me this way. And it's like, well, you literally weren't speaking your truth for years and you were shoving it down. Nobody could know. And Mm -hmm. there's so many small places that we pretend or that Mm -hmm. we put on a face. A lot of people do it in their relationships where they pretend like, our sex life is good. Our money, our finances are great. Our conversation, our connection is fine. And it's like, cool, you can definitely live in that place. But to be able the strength and like the realness and the connection it creates when you say, actually, my our sex life isn't that great right now. And actually, like we've been struggling to connect in this way. And like, I'm not sure how we're going to navigate that. But I know that I want to. It's just right now, this is what we're struggling with. And this is a problem of mine. And I don't know how to fix it, but I'm working on it. Saying that you're working on something, that vulnerability is strength. And Mm -hmm. it creates this closeness, this connection where even if you hardly know someone, they feel like they know you now. And they're on your team. And you feel like you know yourself a little bit more because you're being seen in your vulnerability versus just seen for the thing that you're wanting to project. So I know that there's places that we all still have this little wall up of not wanting to be vulnerable and projecting that we're cool or that we're happy or that we're nice or that we're easy. But our truth underneath is actually maybe that we're struggling or we're angry or we're confused or we feel lost or lonely. And communicating that is where the power lies. And it's tricky because in order to communicate your truth, what you have to do first is understand your truth, see your truth, be okay with seeing your truth and not being in denial. And because of our conditioning, because of the way that we think we're going to be perceived by other people, a lot of us don't even get to that first step of actually being honest with yourself about what your truth is in order to be able to communicate it. So that really comes first, you know, being real on an internal level and being okay looking at your shadow. um, That's so crucial because if you're not doing that, then you can't even speak your truth authentically. And the other thing about speaking your truth that I think scares people why they hold back is because our voices 
are so powerful. And from a human design lens, you know, anyone who doesn't have a motor throat connection is not able to, in quote, manifest through their voice. And that is true. Like when you have a motor to throat connection in your chart, your words directly create action in the world around you. That would be like a manifester, a manifest generator. But for everyone, our are so powerful once we speak our truth. So in these examples that you're sharing, Shana, of like our sex life is fine in our relationship. If you actually, if you speak your truth and say it's not fine, now things are going to start to change. People are going to know about it. Maybe people will be sending you books or your partner will feel like, okay, let's take a class or let's have this conversation. So, Or they, some, that person might say, oh my gosh, me too. And now yeah. suddenly that loneliness, that that judgment that you had on yourself for being bad or being wrong, you no longer feel because you have this sense of, um, of connection and like, oh, okay, maybe this is normal. Or maybe this is like, I have other people who understand what I'm going through versus trying to force and do it all on my own. But, but my point is that once you speak, things are going to change. So if change is scary, then it feels scary to speak your truth. And like, that's another bigger, deeper layer to speaking your truth is you got to be open to change. And that is always a good thing. Like, I think a lot of times we don't say something because we feel like, well, if I really speak my truth, like what if it changes this friendship or what if this person doesn't want to be in my life anymore? And that's a risk that you need to take because honesty is the only way, right? Authenticity is the only way. And if you speak your truth, maybe that friend will stop being your friend. And if that's the case, then that needed to happen. Or maybe you'll speak your truth and that friend will need some space and need some time to change or to evolve or to grow. And then maybe that's what needed to happen. Or maybe you'll speak your truth and suddenly you'll attract these amazing new friendships that are so much more aligned for you. But either way, like being afraid of the repercussions of speaking your truth can be a big thing that keeps people quiet and um, keeps people from wanting to look at those shadows in general. So, you know, I wanted to say that when it comes to speaking our truth and being authentic, radically authentic, I think that balance is always such an important conversation to have um, because anything when it's all or nothing can turn into a toxic form. So for example, when you're speaking your truth, I think it's so honest to say if you didn't like something or something didn't work for you. I mean, it's so important to be honest about that. And it's mind blowing to me how people will watch a movie and then you're like, did you like it? And they'll just say, yeah. It's like, yeah, but did you actually like it? Like, (laughs) what was your opinion on it? And I think that that comes from us not wanting to, you know, be judgmental. And it's important to say that it is not helpful to be super judgmental all the time and to complain all of the time. That's not what I'm saying, but it is helpful to be honest and discerning. So saying like, I didn't like this aspect of this thing that happened, that's healthy. That's normal. Just complaining about it and ripping on it and being like, so I didn't like this thing. So it's bad for everyone and no one should like it. That's judgment. So when we're using our voice and we're being honest, really having, first of all, this thought in our head, Focusing on being discerning, which has no label of good or bad. It's just, this wasn't right for me or I didn't prefer it. And really focusing on being discerning instead of judgmental. 
that'll really help you find that balance with your voice. And also I think expressing gratitude and having that be a conscious practice with your voice is also really helpful because when we're opening ourselves up to speaking our truth and saying it how it really is, we can sometimes swing too far on that pendulum and start just complaining about everything. And that can become a habit. Like We can literally form neural pathways in our mind to be complaining all the time. So the way that you bring that into balance is, yes, be honest, be real, and speak your truth when you need to vent or you need to just express something to let it go. But also then be conscientious of expressing gratitude and speaking the things that you are grateful for and always kind of finding the balance that feels healthiest for you in that way. Yeah. And I think that when it comes to speaking your truth and informing other people of how you're feeling or or sharing that discernment, um, having accountability and keeping things on your side of the street Mm -hmm. comes with that discernment. So I think discernment and gratitude are amazing practices to keep things on your side of the street, but just having the awareness of, okay, how can I be accountable here? Like I didn't like this because of something in my life or it has nothing to to do with you. But for me, this is pushing one of my boundaries and this is something that I need to do for myself. Um, Keeping things on your side of the street and having accountability to say, I didn't react well last time we spoke and I'm sorry. Um, I was being, I was feeling triggered and um, this is how I'm feeling. And my intention is for us to, you know, grow and connect and, and show love. And my intention is to take accountability for what I can. Like you sharing that authentic where your heart is at. Like my heart is here. My heart is wanting the best for you deep down. And I said things that maybe weren't, or I did things that maybe weren't reflecting that in reaction to something. Like you coming with that accountability first immediately helps other people to start to see things from your perspective because you're sharing your perspective versus just saying blame or um, you know, starting a difficult conversation with like pointing fingers, for example. So that's definitely something that I think accountability, there's always some way to be accountable for literally for sure. any situation. And of course, like somebody can do something horrible to you, but you can be accountable to say, I'm choosing not to have that in my life anymore. And um, or, or be around that person anymore. And you having accountability for those boundaries, not expecting them to create those boundaries for you and then being mad if they don't, that's that's really taking accountability. And of course, it's never excusing someone's bad behavior. It's just what can you do to empower yourself versus feel um, disempowered or, or taken advantage of. So um, totally. Discernment, accountability, and gratitude. Those three things I think are the like pillars of having balance within communicating more of these difficult things, having more of these difficult conversations with vulnerability. Yeah, totally. And everything that we're talking about, it takes a lot of self-awareness to be able to speak on your side of the street, to be aware of your triggers, to be aware of the boundaries that you need, to be aware of when you're acting from a wounded place and you need to apologize. All of that takes a lot of awareness. And you know, our conditioning has taught us for so many of us the direct opposite of all these things we've been talking about. Like, I think that my conditioning that I grew up 
um, observing, especially in my parents' generation, was that if you apologize, that is a sign of weakness. Like you are admitting that you are guilty or that you were wrong or whatever it is. And actually being able to apologize, even to say like, I'm sorry that this hurt your feeling or I'm sorry for that way that this went. And then to explain yourself, that is such a sign of strength. That is such a sign of bravery and courage. And in the new paradigm, as our solar plexus, our emotional center, this spiritual awareness center is developing, that's kind of the whole um, foundation of this new paradigm is this spiritual center, emotional center developing. As that continues to develop, it's only going to be more and more. The fact if we can have awareness around our emotions and the way that we interact with one another and to be able to be vulnerable in this way, it's just going to become more more and more powerful and more and more helpful. So in the name of needing to have awareness in order to have these conversations, we want to go through a few different things in your human design chart that might really be pertinent information to help you speak your truth in a way that is aligned. Yeah. And I just want to say that no matter what your design is, your voice matters, period. Like your perspective matters. Your perspective is here to become this outer authority for others to condition other people and expand their awareness and their consciousness. So you sharing your mind, you sharing your voice, um, how you see things, that is here to help guide and lead other people. But ultimately, it's about sharing when it's in alignment and in the right timing. Because if you're doing it from a place of misalignment, that's when you can be conditioning people maybe... um, in a way that's not aligned for them, or it's when you can feel you're not self-theme the most um, and and get yourself even more out of alignment. So um, knowing that we're all here to condition each other. We're all here to impact each other, regardless of your design. We're all here to be impactful and felt and seen. It's just, it, am I doing working with the mechanics in a way that feels good for me? Or am I working with it in a way that feels bad? or feels harder, or um, like I'm having a lot of resistance or judgment here. So the first uh, thing that we want to get into is manifestors and manifesting generators and your need to inform when, what, how, the importance of informing. And obviously, this is the first thing that you think about when we talk about speaking your truth is informing and sharing what it is that you're thinking, what it is that you're needing, what it is that you're wanting to do or you're confused about and sharing vulnerably. And this is key. As a manifester or manifesting generator, the more vulnerable and real and honest you can be with informing, the more magic is going to happen. Like literally, the more you're going to fast track whatever that thing is. The most powerful thing a manifester or man can say is, I don't know what I'm doing, or I'm confused, or I'm feeling lost and I need help. Saying that is so vulnerable and it feels really scary for a manifestor or manager because it's like, I'll let you know once I know. Like, I will communicate once I have it figured out. Right now, I'm in this in between. So I'm just going to keep doing my own thing and then I'll let you know where I end up. And if you can inform before that point, before you know, Things are going to happen so much easier, so much faster, and people are going to feel so much closer to you. Like they get to be a part of this magic. And Dana and I say all the time, like, it's hard to feel bad for a manifester or a mangen because all you have to do is open your mouth and speak. Like, oh, you have a problem? Like, literally tell me about it. Like, that's it. 
That's all you have to do. Because once they do that, their whole world starts to change. Literally the perfect answer comes. The perfect solution comes. The perfect person who has the thing that they're needing finds them or I've comes literally to them. seen it happen in real time within like 30 minutes where <laughs> I, too. Brian likes to say, I stir the pot. He has like a little stirring motion that he does when I'm like being a projector <laughs> and asking questions because I'm asking these questions to get to like the real truth uh, or like the, the more vulnerable place. And, you know, obviously I really try to do it only when I'm invited by that person and recognized by that person. But Brian's like, oh, she's stirring the pot. Because then I get to this like real vulnerable answer of like, this feels scary. This feels unknown. Like I've never navigated this before. And so that's why I'm acting, you know, this way that I am. And literally this happened like a few weeks ago. And I was speaking with my manifester friend. And within 30 minutes, they received a text from like, with this huge job opportunity offering them like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's magic. Like, this Mm -hmm. is something you've been mulling over in your mind for months. And now the solution just dropped into you 30 minutes later because you shared vulnerably out loud. So I just wanted to give that example because you can feel like in your mind as a manifester, Amanda, and like, like, yeah, okay, cool. But like not actually do it. Or you can feel like, yeah, I do that sometimes, but but you really have to experiment with it and literally prove to yourself that it can be that easy. And if you could do that in every relationship you have, you will literally change people's lives. Like you will change your own life. It will happen so quickly and it just requires vulnerability. Yeah. And accountability for your side of the street, like really being honest about the things that are that are, you know, you're scared of the shadows that you have. If you can speak all of that, it is so powerful. And I agree with this story that you just said, like, I could think of a million stories. I have a friend who's a manifester and she was like, I'm having such a hard time with my house situation. And I was trying to like, get it out of her. Why? And then she finally said, well, what I really want is this exact situation. I want to rent from an owner, like rent to buy. And I want it to be this thing. And I'm like, great, then claim that, say that. And she's like, well, it just seems impossible to actually happen. But like, this is what I really actually want. And literally one week later, five different opportunities came up. And after speaking to the owner of the homes, they were like, I'd be open to rent to buy. And I'm like, what? That's such a specific thing. One week later, five opportunities came up. All of the people were open to that. Like, it just is crazy. Like, she just didn't want to speak that out loud because she thought it was impossible. She thought there was just no way. There's definitely no way if you don't speak it out loud as a manifester. But if you speak it out loud, you will be surprised what happens. And with manifesting generators, obviously your main strategy is still responding just like a generator. But this informing is also a part of your strategy. And you know, for mangens and manifestors, you really want freedom. You want independence. You don't want other people to control you or micromanage you. So you feel feel like if you speak, you're giving people an opportunity to control you or micromanage you. But actually, the direct opposite is true. As a man-gen or a manifester, when you speak about what you really feel, about what you really want, you'll see that people ease back. They allow you to be who you are because they understand you. Like Even with my husband, Jared, who's a manifesting generator, he withholds things sometimes from me because he doesn't want to hurt my feelings. And him withholding that 
hurts my feelings so much. Where if he just tells me what he's thinking or what he's doing, I'm just energetically so much more open and accepting to what he's doing. And it feels like he always says, like, he, it feels like a catch 22, like it's too easy to be true. And I'm like, I know. That's why every <laughs> manifester and man-gen really needs to focus on this. But we wanted to talk about this first because obviously this is the most direct type that needs to inform and focus on communication. And also perhaps it's the most challenging type yeah. that and I, for communication. And I want to say informing with kindness, right? Yeah. When you're... Especially if it's a difficult conversation or you know, you're sharing like once again... Um, vulnerably, but maybe it's about how you feel in a relationship or how you feel about someone's behavior. Um, Talking with a difficult family member or friend, like showing up with that vulnerability, it's so important um, to share with kindness, to inform with kindness of like, this is what I'm doing because it's what's best for me. And like, I'd love to hear what you're doing, what's best for you. And having that openness for other people to inform. I think sometimes man-gens or manifestors can just like say like, this is what I'm doing. And like, then just be focused on that. And like, there's no space Mm -hmm. for other Mm -hmm. people to share. Well, this is what I'm doing or what I want. Or now that you've shared that with me, actually, I'm going to start doing this instead. There can be this singular, like, I just have to focus on exactly what I want because it feels too scary to like, be vulnerable, like share vulnerably and say like, it's scary for me to hear what you want because I'm afraid that then I'll feel obligated to be pulled from what I want to do um, or I'll feel bad or I'll start people pleasing. That can be a big thing too. But just knowing as a man-gen or a manifester, speak your truth, inform with vulnerability and hold space for other people's truth as well. Knowing that it doesn't have to rock your boat or change your direction or shift what it is that you're going to do. That's vulnerable to say that. Like, I'm afraid that that's going to happen. Everyone is and it's okay. So inform with kindness. I love it. So important. Here at Dayluna, one of the biggest things we're passionate about is resting. As two projectors, reclaiming our rest has radically transformed our lives. And we feel so passionately about spreading that message. If you're a non-energy being, but even if you're a sacral being, rest is part of celebrating ourselves and listening to our body and living our authenticity. Yeah, there's so many ways to reclaim your rest. And my favorite way, our favorite way is through the way that we dress ourselves and the attire that we literally wear at work or in workshops or out in the world, but also at home while we're working from our computers. So our favorite brand ever is Lunia. And that's because their restwear is so luxurious. It's so high quality. It's all washable silk and it lasts forever, but also it looks legit. Like you can wear that out to the grocery store and people won't really know that you're in your pajamas, but you will know, your soul will know that I literally am still in pajamas and I might change my pajamas that I'm wearing throughout the day based on my, you know, mood or this these are my work pajamas and these are my like lounge pajamas, but honestly, every single pajama that I own at this point is Lunia because the quality is just so good. I started getting Lunia years ago and most clothes when you wash them, you know, they don't last that long and I kind of hit a point in my life where I wanted to buy quality over quantity. I wanted clothes that really 
would last me a long time and still look really good and feel good on my body. And that really is what Lunia is all about. So I've been obsessed with Lunia. We are so excited to be able to share Lunia with you as well. And we can offer you 15% off of your first order with Lunia. And you can find the link in the show notes below. Use code DAYLUNA for that 15% off. And trust me, it is worth it. Share it with your partner. Share it with your friends. If you're wanting to have them gift you something for your birthday or for the holidays. This honestly is like the most dreamiest gift ever. It's the gift that I've received for the last four years for every single event in my life. I just want more Lunia. They have robes, they have PJs, they have sets and honestly anything you could ever need. So check that out below. And we're so excited for you to lean into more rest energy in your life. Okay, so the next aspect of your design that we want to talk about as far as communication is if you have an undefined throat. So if you have an undefined throat, when you're looking at your body graph chart, you'll see your throat center is that square center, the third up from the top. And if that is white, not colored in, then you have an undefined throat. And this is so important to understand in order to navigate speaking your truth. It's crucial. So if you have an undefined throat, it means that you have inconsistent ways of using your voice. You have inconsistent ways of accessing like your ability to communicate your truth. It means that your voice can really change and flow depending on who you're around. You're very empathetic as far as your voice. So the highest expression and the wisdom that comes from having an undefined throat is that you have this deeply empathetic voice. You can really feel what is needing to be said from other people and you can lend your voice to the voiceless. So people with an undefined throat make amazing advocates for others. Sometimes we see them working with animals, being like animal rights um, activists. Sometimes we see them working with children or with um, people who are, for whatever reason, their voice is marginalized or they're ill and they're not able to explain their needs. So there is such a powerful and wise and empathetic quality of those who have have an undefined throat, they can be some of the greatest educators, the greatest speakers when they're talking about something outside of themselves because they're really able to channel that thing and lend their voice to this external thing that they're speaking on. So all of that's amazing. But when it comes to speaking your own truth about your shadows or about what you want or about how you really feel internally, if you have an undefined throat, it can be inconsistent. So that means that sometimes it feels natural and flowing. You just speak your truth and it comes right out and it feels great. Now there's going to be other times where you just feel like no matter what you're saying about yourself, it's just not coming out right and no one's really hearing you. You might feel all this pressure in your throat, like you have to speak, but it just doesn't feel right. It feels forced. It feels off. You might even catch yourself needing to like scream out of frustration. And it's so important to know that in these moments where it's just not coming out, it is not the divine timing for you to speak and to share your truth. So you can really trust when things are flowing and it feels natural to speak your own truth with an undefined throat. Amazing. Do that. And in the other moments where you feel like it just doesn't feel natural for me to speak right now, trust that too. And just allow yourself to listen, allow yourself to wait and see that as the divine timing that's guiding you to communication. Yeah. And saying vulnerably, you know, I feel like I'm not finding the right words right now, or I feel like it's hard for me to speak my truth right now. It's just not the right time for me to 
say, have this conversation. Um, saying that is vulnerable. And once again, it creates this connection of people understanding where you're coming from versus sometimes if you're just quiet or you remove yourself, people can then start interpreting interpreting like, oh, is she thinking this or are they thinking that? And really, it's just for you, not the right time to have that conversation. So just saying, you know, this doesn't feel like the right time for me, or I just really want to listen right now. I'm really enjoying listening. Saying that can just kind of take the pressure off of you, but also still foster that vulnerability and that intimacy that ultimately everyone's longing for when they're having difficult conversations. So then the next thing that we want to talk about is if you have an undefined Ajna and um, like I do, Dana has a defined Ajna. But if you have this undefined and it's colored in white, it's the second triangle from the top, like your third eye on your chart. And you can have this feeling of um, not being sure or not being certain on your perspective and not wanting to share because you don't feel certain or sure. And you can feel like you have, well, on one hand, I see things from their side. On the other hand, I see things from their side. And on this side, I see it from that side. And it can be a lot of different thoughts and perspectives coming in your mind. And you might also find that when you're with one person, you share their perspective. And then when you're with another person, you share their perspective. And ultimately, you're here to have discernment to say, okay, I see things from all angles. And this is the healthiest right now, or this is the most helpful right now, or this is what we're all needing to um, do to to navigate and connect and see things from other people's points of view. So having that discernment and sharing like your what you are observing and sharing, even when you feel uncertain, saying, you know, I see things from all, all of these points of view, and I'm not sure which one I'm you know, feel is correct for me, for example. That's vulnerable. That's intimate. I mean, I think that the whole theme with any of these things is saying where you're at right now before you're at the end point, um, before you know your truth, like your friend or that person saying, I really just struggle liking myself. Um, that's where they're at right then. It doesn't mean that's where they're always going to be. Saying, I don't know what I, how I think about this, or I don't know exactly what my point of view is on this. Um, that's sharing vulnerably, vulnerably. But I've heard a lot of people say that if you have an undefined Ajna, you're not here to be opinionated. And um, really, you're here to be discerning. You're here to say, this opinion is the most helpful right now. And that is an opinion. <laughs> so <laughs> I definitely find that I'm very opinionated. But after I've like looked through all the comments and I've seen all the different perspectives and I've read a few different articles and I can see things from all these different points of view and I can keep an open mind. Um, so sharing what it is that you see, defined or undefined, is so important. But there's this vulnerability with it being undefined of saying like, this might change tomorrow based off of what yeah. I read or what I hear on the radio or who I'm around. And I notice my mind change changes all the time, which this is where it's really important to have a relationship with your authority and know what your authority is because your authority is going to be helping you make decisions on what's right for you because the Ajna Center is the center that's really trying to make decisions for you all the time <laughs> based off of those perspectives and the way you see things. So um, connecting in with your authority if you're feeling confused or overwhelmed and then 
with those difficult conversations saying, I see it from all these points of view. And I sense that you're just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Like that's yeah. honest and that is discernment. Um, but it's, and it's also vulnerable and you can hold that space of like, but maybe you're not, how do you feel? Right. I mean, even just this one talking point of having an undefined Ajna, if those who have this had awareness of this, like if everyone in the world who had an undefined Ajna and an undefined throat knew that and knew to just give themselves permission in this way, the world would change because our conditioning teaches us so much that you have to be the loudest person in the room, that you always need to speak in order to be heard. And that's not true. If you have an undefined throat, you listening and sitting back and that quiet confidence can be the most attractive and magnetic thing in your life. If you have an undefined Ajna, some of the greatest thinkers of all time, some of the greatest thought leaders of all time have had these undefined minds and they have this expansive view. They can take in all of these different perspectives. They're not limited in any way. Now we're not really taught to value that in our conditioning. We're taught to value people who have this one steady, strong opinion that they hold no matter what. And so a lot of us feel like we need to adopt that way of being when that's not actually right for us. That's not our genius. That's not how our mind works. That's not how our perspective is meant to share, be shared in the world. So just knowing these things about yourself, I mean, honestly, it's transformational because you give yourself this permission and you have this level of awareness and it just makes it so much easier to be able to affect the change that you're meant to in the world, to be able to communicate your truth in the way that you're meant to. So I'm just really excited um, to think about the waves of human design moving through the world and we forget because we're so, you know, our whole entire world is human design. We forget that there's new people every day discovering this information about themselves and giving themselves this permission and having this new level of awareness. But honestly, it's so exciting because when we are in our, you know, being with our family on like these holiday parties and you have this like crazy old aunt that just has no awareness of what she's <laughs> talking about, like you start to see like she just doesn't know. She just doesn't have awareness of her mechanics. She's really operating from a place of conditioning. And that's why she just said this rude ass, opinionated, mm-hmm. conditioned ass thing to me. It's not because of me, right? This awareness changes everything. It changes the way that we communicate. Yeah. And I love being around um, people's minds. Like I, I having this undefined mind, like I fall in love with people's minds. Like Dana's mind and the way that she sees the world, she can say one thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, now I'm obsessed with that thing and I'm sharing it off the rooftops. And then she could say another thing. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not my perspective. Like that's not, there's no room for it here. And same thing where I can walk into a room and I can feel like, I love how this person sees the world. Like I want to hang out with them. I want to spend time with them. Or you know what? The way that person sees the world right now is not aligned for me. And it's not, it's not healthier or right for me right now. But I can know that maybe that might shift based off of how their perspective shifts and the way that they decondition or see the world later on. So knowing that you have a gauge, knowing that your mind is open and that it's going to shift and change, um, I think that's key here. And so next, let's get into projectors or if you have projected channels and waiting for the invitation. So um, you can be a generator or a man gen or a manifester and have projected channels. Um, and it's not affecting your aura type, but 
these gifts are here to guide people. They're here to um, lead people maybe in a better way of doing things. So there can be this mechanics there where you really want to make sure that you're invited where you're using this or that you're recognized or that you're using your strategy and authority to guide you to the right timing with sharing that gift and guiding those people. And the big thing I want to say here, you know, being a projector in general, but this projected energy that needs to be recognized and invited, the big thing is you're not wanting to insert your advice or your opinion into someone else's field unless there's that invitation and recognition. Now, as an individual, as a projector or with this projected energy, it's still so important to speak your truth to talk about your shadows, to be vulnerable, to talk about what you're excited about, to create boundaries and voice them. Like You are not here to just shut your mouth because you're a projector, right? You are here to speak and express. You are a fully-fledged, like sacred divine being just like everyone else. You're here to speak, but it's just being mindful of when you are inserting something into someone else's field that's when you need the invitation and recognition. So making sure that you're speaking on your own side of the street, that is crucial for anyone with this projected energy in their chart, right? Saying, I love this thing for these reasons. I am working on this thing. I have realized this about myself and I need to create boundaries. You're not saying, now you need to do that too. Or now you need to listen to this thing that I'm saying, right? Really be mindful of that. If you keep it in the eye, if you keep it in your field, if you keep it on your side of the street, um, that is your sacred voice and your sacred truth. And there's still, you still might find that there's moments where there's no place for what you're saying to really be heard or to land. And you might feel like, I don't even want to waste my breath. Um, but it's that reframe of this, your strategy is here to help you as a projector. Waiting for the invitation is here to help you save your precious wisdom and save your precious energy in the places where it's really going to be used, right? If you're just wasting your breath, you know, trying to prove yourself in a place where there's no recognition there, um, that's obviously going to cause a lot of bitterness for you. It's really going to drain you. So I think the two big shifts as a projector is one, staying on your side of the street and two, really seeing your strategy of waiting for the invitation as something that supports you. Like it's not a punishment. It's here to enhance your life and to keep your vital energy, you know, um, not leaking out in extraneous places. Yeah. And there can be a tendency with these projected energies to want to judge or, um, complain or label things as good or bad. And so anytime that you notice yourself saying to some, like pointing blame to someone, like you did this wrong, you always judge me, you always do this, noticing that and coming back to like, okay, I am, I am feeling this way when I'm around these behaviors, or I'm noticing that I'm being triggered, or I'm feeling unseen. And Saying that, like like Dana's saying, taking that accountability, repointing it back on yourself, that's going to be working with the mechanics there. And it's okay to mess up. Like when you're having difficult conversations, you might catch yourself when saying, you know, you hurt my feelings or you don't hear me or see me. And then noticing, okay, I'm pointing blame. I'm pointing judgment. And... I'm feeling unseen in my life. So where can I go to feel more seen? What can I do to feel more seen in my own personal world, 
whether that's Mm -hmm. within my creations, my projects, whether that's journaling and reflecting, whether that's having a conversation with somebody who really does see you. Um, There's so much that you can do as a projector and it's a constant practice of noticing, oh, I'm inserting myself and Mm -hmm. I'm not invited because sometimes you are and it's like, feels so great. And then you notice the second it's like, oh, they are repelled by my advice on how they always do this in our house. And they don't want that. that There's no invitation there. So I'm going to say, hey, I don't want this in my house. So we're going to hire a housekeeper or we're going to set up this new system. And this is going to be supportive for me versus saying, you're wrong. This is on you. You need to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And the other thing I wanted to say that I see a lot as a projector, when you do have the invitation with someone, don't be shy, like share, go reach (laughs) out to that person. You know what I mean? Like I've seen so many projectors, especially like young women, my same age, they're projectors. There's totally an invitation from another person. Like that person loves you, but then you're still holding back. You still don't want to be too much or share that woo woo thing. But like, the invitation is there. So that's the other side of it is when there is that energy, don't hold back. Be your full self. Let yourself be seen. If you want people to really love and recognize the full you, you got to be the full you in the places where the energy is right, where the energetics are there. Um, Okay. So the next aspect that we want to talk about in your human design chart is if you have an emotional wave and what communication might look like for you if you have an emotional wave. So If you have an emotional authority, which you'll see in the written categories of your chart, then that means you have at least one emotional wave. And this is a huge category because about 50% of the population has emotional authority and thus has an emotional wave. So when you are riding your emotional wave, those emotional highs and lows really color your viewpoint. They color the way that you're seeing the world. So there's this phrase, there's no truth in the now if you have an emotional wave. And that means that when you're in a high, that might not be your truth. Like everything sounds pretty good. You might really like your neighbor when you're in a high. And then when you're in a low, everything sounds bad. Everything sounds like too much. And you're like, I don't like my neighbor. And you know, what's your real truth there? So it's so important to be aware of the fact that the highs and the lows really color your perspective. And they're in, instead of it being your truth forever, they're just kind of lenses that you're viewing your life from at that moment. doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong. These things are a gift. Your highs and your lows are here to show you different perspectives on your life, to help you see in different lenses, in different lighting, the same situation from different angles. That's a beautiful thing. And anyone with an emotional wave is designed to be deep like that. They return back to the same thing over and over again in all of these different parts of their wave. Um, But it's just important to know that you don't really know your truth until you ride out that wave and you come to that neutral place and you receive that clarity. So first and foremost, just know if you have an emotional wave, there's going to be times where you feel like you want to say something, but it might not really be your truth. So just be mindful of that. And especially if you're on a crash in your emotional wave. So each of the different emotional waves have a specific trigger that can cause a crash. And a crash is lower than a low. It is really, you'll feel it when you're in a crash. And if you want to know what yours is, a great resource is actually our book, Your Human Design. We go into the different emotional waves, how to see which channel you have, which wave you have, and how to really understand what that crash is for you and what it might feel like. Um, So if you don't know that, I 
definitely recommend looking that up because when you're on a crash in your wave, you are not seeing things clearly. And sometimes when we're fighting with our partner, we have a conflict in some way, and we are in that really deep, low crash, it is really easy to say things that we do not mean, to say things that are hurtful and that equal the amount of emotional pain we feel internally. It can be really easy to project that emotional internal pain externally onto another person without really meaning to do that. And there are certain things, I mean, in me just like being in a long-term relationship for 12 years now and having an emotional wave, the most intense of the emotional waves, this is something I've really learned. There are certain things that you can say that are so hurtful that you can never take back. You can never unsay. And it is so important to be responsible and accountable for the things you say, even when you're on a crash on your wave and you feel like, you know, this super intense low, um, that is actually the most important time to really be mindful of the words that you say and to communicate that you're not able to finish this conversation or resolve this conflict in this moment because you need time. So speaking that I need time, I'm not able to access my truth right now or have this conversation in a way that is aligned with my truth. That's important, right? This whole conversation today in this podcast is about speaking your truth. Well, if you have an emotional wave, there are times where you're not able to speak your truth because of that crash, because of that low on your wave. So you need to be able to communicate that to other people and to be responsible for it, right? That's emotional maturity and emotional intelligence if you are an emotional being and have emotional authority. So communicating to your partner that you need time is really important. And also, it's important to know that your partner or whoever you're having this conversation with might need to speak in this current moment. They might be someone with sacral authority or with self-projected authority where they need to speak right now. And if they don't get to speak their truth in this moment, they're going to feel like things are really off for them. So something that I've really been experimenting with in my own life is letting the other person speak and listening in this moment because you have an awareness that that's how they need to speak their truth. But then saying, okay, I'm receiving everything you're saying and I'm going to need a little bit of time to come back to neutral. And then I can share with you what my truth is because in this moment, I don't even know what my truth is. Yes. And that is huge. Dana and I have this dynamic where Dana has this emotional wave and I have self-projected that is in the moment. And um, Dana just saying, I'm in a low on my emotional wave or I'm in a high, her communicating her wave with me at any point is so helpful. I feel like I'm on on her team. I feel like, oh, okay, I, I've got it. I get it. I'm not going to pressure her to share or to speak when I know now that she's in a low or she's in a high. I'm not going to pressure her to have this conversation, to make this decision of like, are we going to do this thing? Because she's in a, a high right now. And her communicating her emotions in general of this is what I'm feeling. First of all, it gives me or the rest of the world who has an undefined emotional center, it gives us emotional understanding. It helps us understand emotions more. Um, Communicating emotions in general, that might be in your job as a therapist, that might be in your work with in your business or however you work with clients, you talking about emotions, if you have emotional authority in general, and the emotions that you felt and what they feel like in your body, that helps other people to build emotional intelligence. So I just want to say, right off the bat, especially if your emotional, uh, your solar plexus is connected to your throat, talking about emotions, sharing what emotions feel like, sharing your emotional experiences, 
expressing them through poetry or writing or through your creativity. All of that is so helpful for all of the rest of us who don't have emotional authority. It truly is like a guide and and, um, such a gift in this world. Um, But when it comes to having difficult conversations, if you don't have emotional authority, like Dana's saying, holding how she's holding space for other people who don't, maybe because they need to speak in the now and then communicating, okay, I need to come to neutral before I share my truth. The opposite goes for having not having emotional authority, knowing that not everybody can access their truth in the moment and that people need time. And so one thing that I exercise is saying out loud, okay, I want to give you space to have time um, to come to neutral. And I'm feeling a lot of pressure. Like I need to get my truth out right now to have clarity. And so I will go talk to a neutral party and just hear my voice, hear my truth come out. And then I can get access to, okay, this is what my truth is. And I can come back at that neutral time and have that conversation because now I have, I let my clarity come out in that moment when it needed to. So there's so many different tools that you can do and use. Um, if you don't have emotional authority, like soundboarding or like, um, you know, hanging up the phone, but talking to yourself, talking to the universe, blurting out your truth and then saying, okay, thank you for listening. Like I'm holding space for you to have time, like no pressure in this moment. But if you're guessing if somebody's on a low, that's when it's really helpful for that person who has emotional authority to say, I can't access my truth right now. And that creates that that supportive, connective, vulnerable place for everybody to come to like accountable, equal, like space holding ground, if that makes sense. So these dynamics are challenging because they're so opposite. And so knowing that you don't have to be, I think a lot of people in human design will say like, oh, you have to, you know, your partner has to be non-emotional if you're non-emotional or they have to have aspects of their chart that really complement your aspects of your chart. And really that's not the case. It's just knowing that the mechanics work differently for different people and holding space for each other's differences and tapping into your authority, knowing what that is, communicating what that is, and being accountable for your own authority, holding your own space. And that really is the work there. But this dynamic, I think, is one of the most vulnerable and like common because 50% of the population have emotional authority and the other 50% don't. And they act more in that present now. Yeah. And even if you have an undefined emotional center, undefined solar plexus, speaking your emotions is so important, right? The emotions that you have in your life that are real things. And I just wanted to highlight that because our conditioning has taught us to believe that emotions are inconvenient. And we talked about this in the last solo podcast we did about the motors and the emotional center being a motor. And it takes up your energy to process emotions um, or to feel big emotions or to express them. Um, So we've kind of been taught with our conditioning that it's not important, that it's a distraction and that it's, um, you know, and it's counterproductive to have big emotions, to talk about big emotions. So we are really reclaiming that. And it's so important to do that in your family, to be a way shower in that and to just know that the dynamics that you have, if you're either undefined versus defined. But I think for everyone, focusing on really understanding ourselves and having awareness of our emotional center and then focusing on communication around that is so, so crucial. And then lastly, the last thing that we want to talk about, different aspects of your chart that might affect your communication, we want to talk about some of the profile lines. So 
your profile is like your personality archetype. It's like the costume of your purpose, the role that you're here to play on the stage of life. You'll see your profile written in the categories on your human design chart. And your profile has two numbers. So for example, Shane and I are a two slash four. You might be a one three. You might be a six three. You might be a five two, right? So there's 12 different profiles. And each profile has two profile lines in it. And so if you have one of these lines that we're going to talk about, then this information applies to you. So the first one we want to talk about, if you have a four in your profile, you might be a two, four, like Shana and I, maybe you're a four, six or four, one. But if you have a four in your profile, you are here to go deep when you are communicating and sharing with others. You are not designed for small talk or surfacey talk. In fact, it drives you crazy. And you might feel like that's a skill, like that's a flaw. Like you need to um, develop that skill of small talk. But if you're a four line, that is not your jam. That's not what you're designed for. You are designed to go deep, to be vulnerable, to build really deep, close connections with your communication style in every aspect of your life, whether that's with your family, whether that's with your friends or your romantic partner, or even in business, you are here to go deep. You are here to be a confidant. You're here to share these deeper things and to hold space for other people in that way. So just give yourself permission and know that if small talk is happening, there's there's nothing wrong with you. You're not flawed that you don't want to do that. It's simply not in your design. Yeah. Give yourself permission to go there in the conversation because that can be the tendency um, when you're holding yourself back is to try to like, oh, that went a little too deep. Let me bring it back up to the surface or, oh, I'm stirring the pot or, oh, I'm talking about this really intimate thing once again. And that's how you're designed to connect. You're designed to bring intimacy to the people around you, bring closeness, bring realness, bring vulnerability, and um, be that deep, confident confidant person. Um, So let yourself. And if you feel like the people around you don't want that from you, um, say that. Say, I, I want to have like deeper conversations. Say that out loud to the universe and um, it will attract people to you that are the right people. Like Dana said, there can be a fear of if I say something, is it going to push people away? And it's going to push the right people away. It's also going to attract the right people to you. Um, and then the next line we want to talk about is a five line. and. If you have a five in your profile, there can be this projection field where people are projecting onto you what they want you to be or who they want you to be. And for example, they might project onto you that you're okay and that you're good because they want you to be fine and good. So they see you as fine and good, but really you're struggling and they're not noticing it. You, They can also project onto you that you're always capable of fixing something or handling something and that's all they ever see. So they just keep piling things onto your plate. But really, you're feeling overwhelmed and they're not seeing that. Um, So when it comes to speaking your truth as a five line, it can feel a little bit like breaking people's hearts. Like you're breaking their, their projection of you. But it allows them to then see you. It allows you actually to see you more clearly and to take the pressure off of having to be what people are expecting you to be. Like they're expecting you to be the funny one or they're expecting you to be cool with everything. And so that's what they see, but really you're not cool with it. So saying, hey, this has been really bothering me or this is, I've been really struggling. I could use some support or I've been really lost and I need you know, 
some some guidance here or just someone to vent to saying and opening up that projection field with your voice um saying you know what this is who i am journaling actually and having self reflection on what it is that you're feeling what it is that you're wanting how you're feeling pressure what projections you feel are placed on you right now you getting clear on what those are and then expressing them to the close people in your life, they are going to feel so much closer to you. They are going to feel like, I had no idea. And thank you for sharing that with me. Like they will be on your team. And then they might then project onto you that you're a mess or that, you know, you're lost and that you're always struggling, for example. But then you can share with them, hey, I'm feeling really secure in this. I'm feeling really happy. I'm feeling really grounded or whatever it is. And then they're going to be projecting that onto you. So knowing that you're always working with a projection field as a five line, and you can kind of cut through any projections that you're not wanting through using your voice, through telling people what's really going on in your internal world. And I don't want anyone to think that like if you tell someone what's going on internally, that then they're going to see you no matter what as that thing. Um, It really is so nuanced. Like every projection is so different based on the person in your life and the interactions that you've had. But knowing that vulnerability is always going to create more support in your life as a five line. It's always going to create more connection and people just being on your team and being there for you. Okay, so then the next line that we want to talk about is the six line, which this is a very familiar line to Dana because her partner has a six in his profile. Yeah, and the six line is the role model, right? The biggest, most important thing about being a six in your profile is that you're here to be authentic. You are here to model authenticity. So for you, it's more important than anyone else to prioritize your authenticity, to be real, to be honest, to not sugarcoat things, and also to be really accountable for the way that you're speaking, for the way that you're sharing. So it's a mixture of being radically honest, radically authentic, and um, speaking in a way where you really realize that you're setting an example. You're setting the tone for other people as well. And for so many six lines, there's kind of like this responsibility um, energy within being a six line. You're someone who really wants to be like this administrator role for other people and um, you know lead in that way and guide other people and be that role model energy. So sometimes six lines feel like they really need to sugarcoat things. They need to hold back. It's like we have this conditioning that if you're a leader, that you're not allowed to share your vulnerability or your truth. But as a six line, you're really here to show us that when we walk the walk, that is the greatest thing that we can do in order to really help us talk the talk. So big thing for being a six, like just focus on being honest, especially in the places where you're being seen as a role model. That's where it matters the most. Um, Allow yourself to be honest, especially in the places where you're leading. That matters the most. So if you have a six in your profile and you're, you know, going into your your job, be honest. Say that thing at that boardroom because it is going to set such a big example for other people. And when you liberate your voice and you show up authentically like that, that is the greatest way you teach others to do it. Yeah. And being honest requires bravery. So many six lines because under 30, it's operating as a three line, which is the trial and error. Then after 30, it goes into the six, this role model. And it can feel like, I don't want to make a mistake. 
Like, I don't want to be wrong. I don't want to, you know, you can have this perfectionist kind of energy and being really hard on yourself. So it can require a lot of bravery to be honest and share how you're feeling or what you're struggling with or what you're thinking. And so I've seen a lot of um, six lines hold back and like bottle it up, put it in a tidy little, you know, emotional box and bring it out only like once every other year. And so... (laughs) Really letting your honesty be there and be brave enough to share that, that is going to propel you forward into more leadership, more purpose, more of what you're here to do, and really allow other people to see you as this role model that you're really here to be. Um, And then lastly, as a three line. So the three line, three lines are here to create boundaries and they notice when a boundary is needed. Um, they have this energy of bonds being made and broken, like needing to make connections and um, share with others and then needing space from those connections. So just sharing like, I'm focusing on this right now because this is really fascinating to me or this is where my energy feels like it wants to go. That naturally creates some boundaries with the things that you're not wanting to focus on or that aren't feeling healthy for you right now. And three lines notice where boundaries are needed more than the other lines do. And so um, you just knowing that alone, you're going to notice in your relationships if there's a boundary that's needed, probably faster than somebody else in that, that relationship, the other person in that relationship. So communicating your boundaries or even just getting really clear on what the boundaries are for yourself, sharing that with other people in your life, it's going to help you feel more grounded and supported in upholding the boundaries that you feel are the healthiest for everyone involved in that relationship. And this, once again, requires um, bravery and it requires vulnerability and honesty. And you don't have to tell everyone necessarily like, hey, we need a boundary here. But you knowing it for yourself and then communicating it with other people, it's going to help you to kind of feel supported in upholding that boundary yourself. So I know that this conversation was really long and we talked about so many different things, but I just want to reiterate that if you're ever being vulnerable and being intimate and being honest, there's nothing wrong. Like there's literally... You're, you're honoring your truth and that is alignment. It's always going to foster more intimacy and connection. And if it pushes the people away, it's pushing the right people away. If you're misunderstood, there's room for you to share more and say, I'm feeling misunderstood. That's not what I meant. And it kind of takes the courage to keep being vulnerable, especially when you have felt misunderstood or misinterpreted in your vulnerability. You kind of have to keep going down that that line or that on that train until you reach this place of understanding and um of connection and intimacy. So whatever your type is, I just encourage you this week or in this holiday season to be discerning, to be accountable and to express gratitude equally. And if you find yourself complaining a ton or judging a ton or labeling a ton, say that. <laughs> say that out loud. I find that I'm complaining a lot. That's vulnerable. That's honest. That's open. And now you can start t- being accountable for it and shifting that as well. So lean into that gratitude. Um, share. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to just 
hear how this resonated with you. So if you want to reach out to us on Instagram at dayluna, you can find all of the things that we offer on our website, daylunalife.com and our book, Your Human Design on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. And we love you guys. Anything else, Dana? I just wanted to say thank you for being the type of person who listened to this episode because you're the real bitch in this like (laughs) paradigm shift. Like Those who are showing up and who want to listen to this conversation and want to be better and learn how to communicate and help others communicate... I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. Like even as we're just going through the type of people who have this awareness, you're just you're changing the world by showing up and having this awareness and really wanting to to communicate in a more authentic way. So thank you. I hope that you can really celebrate yourself. I'm celebrating you. Um, so I hope you all have a beautiful day. Celebrate yourself. Thanks for being here. <laughs>